1: I didn't hear it, but oh, you know what? It's the theater of the mind, so I imagined it in my head. Was
0: it Egbert's voice? It's another new Egbert. Yeah, nice. He, he's nice. amazing. Is he
1: chastising us, or is he inspiring <laughs>
0: no, us? Oh, he was chastising us again. Of course. That's okay, he Okay, we'll, we'll start the show over from there. Okay, it's the B&J Show, Brad and John Show. You can check out our website at bjshow.co. You know, John, <laughs> more and more... We're starting to be uh, noticed on the socials, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. I mean, we're doing a.
1: I think you know, there's there's an appetite for whatever we provide, Brad. It's, well, to to steal a pro wrestling phrase, <laughs> we're the kind of thing people like for people who like that kind of thing. <laughs> who said that? That's that was via Jim Cornette, former manager of the Midnight Express. Yeah. And, uh, you know, legend in Mid-South wrestling and throughout the Carolinas, WCW, NWA, etc.
0: You know all this crap, don't you? You know all this wrestling stuff.
1: First of all, I'm wildly offended that you would call it C-R-A-P and not K-R-A-P. Well, I like see. the station call
0: letter. Okay. Yeah, but. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to tell you? Boom. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Let's do the top three. And then I'll tell you a story, which I haven't told for a while until... I I was with my son on Christmas Eve, and I told this story. I was down in Florida with him, and I was at dinner with him and his girlfriend, and I told this story. I ratted out my son when he was about, I don't know, 9 or 10 years old, and it has to do with wrestling, and you may appreciate the story. You may not. So let's go with the top three. Every single day, John wakes up super early. He's like... Consider, he's like Mark McCluskey, only he doesn't hit the gym. John, hit, <laughs> John John hits the keyboard, and he puts together a list of all the important news items, be they on television, radio, newspaper, uh, socials, all that kind of stuff. And he puts it up at johncombes.com, c o m b s d, johncombes.com. And every morning, we start the show off with what John thinks are the top three stories in the state of Missouri.
1: The top three stories today, we'll start with number three, and today we'll go statewide, and then we'll go national, and then we'll go to uber-national, and then maybe a little bit hyper-local with that national story. Number three, the Wake Up America show, which is hosted by our friend and friend of the show, Austin Peterson, with special guest host, often our friend Camelia Peterson. So just so many friends around here, Brad. The host, the the special guest yesterday was Bill Eigel state senator from Weldon Spring and also running for governor. A fantastic interview. And when I say fantastic, I mean it was a guy being Austin asking a candidate, some really hard questions. This was a much different interview than what you get from friendly conservative radio asking a Republican a question, or friendly Democrat radio like St. Louis Public Radio asking a a Democrat a question. And Austin asked some really hard questions of Bill Igle. Austin, for those who don't know, is a libertarian. He ran for president as a libertarian in the libertarian primary a few years back. And really presses Bill Eigle on the sale of foreign farmland. And without giving the whole interview away, to summarize, Austin's question was, why would we keep our allies like Japan or Great Britain from purchasing farmland and instead just punish the Chinese? So he really pressed Bill Igel on that. He pressed Eigle on a few other things. It's, it's worth watching. I think the entire segment, I have the timestamps on my website. So if you don't want to listen to the whole show, you just go right in. When you click on the link, it will start you exactly at the beginning of the Bill Eigel interview. So okay. really compelling stuff. It's also, I believe, a reminder to candidates that you gotta be ready and you gotta be ready for hard questions. It doesn't matter if you're sitting across the table or sitting next to your buddy, you gotta be ready for those hard questions. So it was it was a, a really quality interview in that regard.
0: Okay, two questions for you. First yeah. off, are the Peterson's
1: husband, and wife they are not. They're spelled differently. Oh, interesting. And here's a mnemonic device for you
0: to remember, Brad. <laughs> I need lots of those.
1: <laughs> I love – I know. I, I live by mnemonic devices. Camelia Peterson, d- despite what St. Louis Public Radio or other progressives would say, is the only one of those two people who can have a baby, right? Because she's the only <laughs> one who's a woman. In other words, Brad, she's the only one that could give you a son, S-O-N. So it's easy to remember that Camelia is spelled – s-o-n at the end of peterson and austin he cannot give you a son brad so he is s-e-n that's how you remember the petersons
0: could camille give me a a daughter
1: uh, I'm not sure. You know, I think
0: there's there's oh, some theories
1: she, on how to produce a male versus a female only, I don't know if that I don't know if that FCC would allow us to have that conversation But it has to do with sperm mobility. Sure. And maybe we discuss that offline
0: sometime. She only turns out sons it right. Okay. Okay And what was my other question? Oh my other? question. I don't know. Was, I think you got distracted by the, the Sun well, talk. I did was was Bill Eigel? I mean, how did Bill Eigel do? And once again, I'd be up front. I like the guy, even though he yeah. doesn't like me. I like the guy, and, and... <laughs> I don't know if it's fair to say he doesn't like you. There's
1: some people that you say Brad don't like you that that I don't know if Bill... I don't know if you're complete. I don't know if you're accurate about that, but you know it better than I do. Oh, well... I would say that, um, you know, I would say that they were really hard questions, and Bill was really on the spot.
0: And uh, I think you just have to watch it for yourself. Well, hold on a minute. Hold, 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 on a minute. Just, just hold on one cotton picking minute. We're, I've been waiting to do this because I think I may have my phone problem fixed. Okay, I'm not a hundred percent sure yet, but I, I think we may, I may have my, my phone problem fixed. Okay, hold on a minute, because let's call Bill Eigel. I'll call him right now. And any money, he won't answer. E I G E L. Let's see if my phone's going to work here. There he is, right there. I'm gonna hit. <laughs> you think I'm kidding too, don't you? I don't think I know. <laughs> I've I've heard you call him when you were on the old
1: BS <laughs> yeah, show.
0: Right, right. Okay, hold on a minute. Already. It's a good getting, opportunity for folks to hear the I'm sound getting of a weird phone feedback already. Okay, hold on a minute. If I do this, am I getting still getting feedback? Okay, here we go. We're gonna try this and see if this works. So far the phone works on my Your call has been forwarded to voicemail. The person you're trying to reach is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording you may hang up. Hey, Bill, Brad Hildebrand, I'm on the phone with, arm in the air, rather, with John It's our new show, bjshow.co. Check it out. Uh, he was talking about your interview with Austin Peterson yesterday, and I wanted to get your feedback on it, uh, whether you thought it was fair or not. We're on the air till 8 o'clock. If you want to give me a buzz back before 8 o'clock, 314-280-8880. That's 314-280-8880. Hope to hear from, hear from you, Bill. Bye. Okay, so he threw me right to voicemail. I
1: thought a really notable part of the interview was Austin at one point. I think, I think, indicated that he didn't think that Bill was giving a straight answer, and Austin said something to the effect of, "Don't, don't Jay Ashcroft, don't Jay Ashcroft me, like don't give me a Jay Ashcroft answer, as if to suggest that Jay Ashcroft
0: wouldn't give a straight answer." Well, well, see here once again, I have a relationship with Bill that predates politics because right. I've told the story before he was one of my clients he ran a company yeah. called st louis skylights and he you know installed new skylights repaired old skylights As a matter of fact he had a booming business in certain parts of st louis county and st charles county uh, because of the fact that builders put in like builder grade skylights which didn't last that long you know <laughs> pretty yeah. soon you either had a cloudy or a a leaking skylight or both and he was the guy who came and fixed it, and he did a real nice job. Ran a good company, and he sold the company to go into politics. And the first time he he went into politics, uh, he bought advertising on a station. Thank you very much, Bill Eigel. The second time is that's when he hated me because of the fact that that I made I didn't make fun of it. I got thrown out of his fundraiser. I've told that right. story before, and it was it was sort of a crazy, weird story. And it was nothing. It was it was not his fault. It was a campaign worker. Uh, overzealous campaign worker, and the story was I was invited by, I'll tell you exactly who I was invited by, I was invited by Cindy Cristofanelli, who at the time was uh, working with her son on getting him elected to uh, the state rep. And also she was a big part of the St. Charles County, uh, Republican committee, the, uh, you know, the central committee, whatever they call it. And she asked me if I wanted to go to the fundraiser. She had an extra ticket. And I said, sure. And she says, I'll meet you there. I'm going to be there early. So I get there right on time and she's not there. And I call her and I go, well, Cindy, you here. She goes, no, I'm running a Just go on in. Nobody will say anything. So I walk in, I'm in there for about five minutes and I was escorted to the door because I didn't have a ticket. I mean, and, and, the, and then the rest of the story gets more interesting because Governor Parson was there. There were some uh, pro, uh, abortion protesters outside. I was talking to them. Then I find out I'm under investigation by the State Highway Patrol. But which is, once again, it's like only stuff like that can happen to me. You know what I'm saying, John? I do.
1: <laughs> and, you know, the thing is, is let's get back to the Eigel story and, and with Austin here real quick, is that if I'm the Eigel campaign, I like here's what I like about the way that the conversation went. It showed that I go somewhere and I don't just answer softball questions and also the position that Austin was taking probably isn't directly in line with a lot of rock ribbed right wing Republicans like Austin is taking a libertarian approach to these topics so if I'm Bill Eigel. And I'm giving a right wing answer versus a libertarian answer that helps me in a Republican primary It might not help me with with libertarian voters or all libertarian voters But uh, you know, it's a juxtaposition there of a libertarian argument versus a conservative argument And for bill to give conservative answers doesn't hurt him with conservative voters also of note Austin repeatedly two or three times, introduced Bill as the next governor of the state of Missouri. And Austin made it clear that that Bill has fought against government spending and for more liberty. So, you know, it's one of those things that if you're working for the Eagle campaign, in the moment, you probably look at it and think, Man, I wish that this I wish this could have gone more differently. But nobody wants to watch a bunch of boring softball questions, you know. So I say good for good for Igel, good for Austin, good for Camellia. And you know what? People will watch it and people will talk about it. And as we talked about yesterday in, in segment A, Brad, it's all a work.
0: Yeah. And it's and, all
1: for attention and, and eyeballs. And, and, so we'll go into the, the second story. Oh, Jane Nixon. Oh, former hold, on, Republican, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Republican, let me, let me That's Freudian. Let me stop you for a uh, minute. Former Democrat governor. Is a part of the No Labels campaign, which folks might know is an effort to get a third-party option on the ballot and select states, on the condition that Donald Trump and Joe Biden are the nominees. So the interesting thing, Joe, uh, Jay gave an update to the Missouri Net uh, that's up today on my website, and the the unique thing is that Jay has a quote where he says that Biden and Trump are quote flawed. In essence, candidates. No, so, can- which, by the way, let's just say that that's like saying water is wet. I was right? going
0: to say, is 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 there is there anybody who wouldn't say either of them are flawed? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, <laughs> not at all. However, but to have a former Democrat governor who has a really good reputation, and you know, if you're a left-wing fruitcake. And Tower Grove, you might not like Jay Nixon's position on on taxes or something, but a really good reputation among Democrats. So for him to outwardly criticize Joe Biden like that I think is noteworthy. And then with the couple uh, remaining minutes that we have here, the biggest news in Missouri politics, Congressman Blaine who has who was elected to Congress in 2008, announced yesterday that he will not be running for re-election. So this safe Republican district sets off a scramble among Republicans. We are likely to see folks who may be running for statewide office drop that statewide bid and run for Congress. There are at least two members of the Missouri Senate who are not up for election in 2026, or excuse me, in 2024, Who could choose to run? They have nothing to lose. They can keep their Missouri Senate seat and run. Two pieces, I'd actually say three pieces that people should read. The first one is from Jason Rosenbaum of St. Louis Public Radio. Yes, St. Louis Public Radio, but it's from Rosenbaum. It's a really good piece. Also, Rudy Keller has a piece in the Missouri Independent. Yes, the Missouri Independent, but it's from Rudy Keller. Remember, the name on the back of the jersey is more important than the name on the front of the jersey. And also Scott Fawn has a piece where he breaks down all the potential candidates. The top ones include Bob Onder, Mary Elizabeth Coleman, Nick Schroer. Scott breaks down all the, all the possibilities. Those are the top three stories today.
0: Okay, uh, a couple uh, a follow-up comments. Um, I heard, and I didn't really realize this until I heard it last couple of days, and it's specifically, there was some rumors, especially yesterday, that Luke DeMeyer would come out with this announcement, and then he did. Um, and what I find fascinating, two things. One, you don't have to be in the congressional district. You don't have to live there to run for that. Right. Did you, did you exactly know exactly right. You just need to have the intention, Brad. Right. If you get elected, then you have to move there. So in other words, if Correct. you if you're not in that district, I'm thinking to myself. So yep. in other words, you could be in Kansas City and say, "Hey, I'm going to run for that that that." Uh, and you know, and Luke Demire's district is bizarre. It's like weird, strange thing that goes apart. In, I think there's a little bit of it in St. Charles County, and then it, go, it goes there's like there's a along, bunch
1: in St. Charles. Well, County, then
0: it right. goes along I-7. He used to be the big Franklin County guy because he had his offices there in Washmo, and then when they redistrict, uh, you know, when they not redistrict, when they put the uh, the new, well, I guess, what redistricting the new. Map put in uh, after the 2020 census came out, uh, he didn't do Franklin County anymore. He was out of Franklin that's County. That's right. Yeah, and
1: that's represented by Ann
0: Wagner. And right. real quick, Brad, the best part of this, the best
1: slash worst part of this, is that probably my biggest pet peeve in Missouri politics is people calling Blaine Lutkemeyer Blaine Luke Meyer. Well, he's got a There tough... is no congressman called Blaine Luke Tamire. He's got a There's tough a congressman name to pronounce. called Blaine Luke Tamire.
0: Right. He's got a tough name to pronounce. If you he look does. at it, it's like, okay, it's sort of a tongue twister. Okay. Second thing, and before we go into break, if I were going to go back into the 1700s, late 1700s when they're putting the other constitution, and the Bill of Rights together, you know what I put in? I you have in, to live in your district. No, I put in the okay. fact that if you're running if you are running for anything other than re-election, you cannot you have to resign you, the position you have now to run for another one. in be- that you wouldn't be able to dedicate your time fully well, to serving yes. what you were elected I mean, like, to serve. Like for example, like you know like like look, he's not even technically running for for office, but you know, Newsom is flying all over the world. He's here, he's right. there, he's in Florida, dude. Run your, you know, run your state. You know, don't be on jet setting here and and having debates in in Georgia with with uh, Desantis and stuff like that. You know, see, this is the thing that drives me nuts. I, I've I've gone off on this several times. If you're going to work the job, work the job. If you're elected for president, I know people say, "Well, it's a terrible job and you got to put you know, work 24 hours a day." Okay, you're only doing it for 4 years. Work the damn job. No vacations. It's like what aggravated me about Donald Trump was he made fun of Barack Obama playing golf all the time. Well, I'm not going to play golf all the time. What happens? Donald Trump gets elected, he plays golf all the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, do the damn job. I mean, in defense of Newsom, California is doing great. Haven't you seen <laughs> on social media Brad,
1: everybody's safe. You can go into any Walgreens and take anything you want off the shelf.
0: You're being hard on them. Hey,
1: when we come back, I want (laughs) to mention real quick what that 2008 primary was. I could sum it up in probably a minute or two.
0: Well, yeah, you could (laughs) save. You can walk down the streets and not get. You know, not get worried about stepping on needles and things like that in California. Or, or other things. <laughs> yeah, or feces or stuff like that. Yeah, California is great. Okay, we're taking a break. This is the Brad and John Show, BJShow.co. I got it right. Almost time. I slurred over it. BJShow.co. That's clean. 722.